Welcome to On We Woka, the chronicle of a small town. On We Woka is brought to you by WeHo Productions and is recorded at the WeHo Farm and Market on Scenic Highway 270 between Holdenville and Wewoka, Oklahoma. I'm your host, Jack Fowler. Episode number one, Blaine Butner. You're a younger generation than Jeremy and I. I get why he moved back, and I do with you too, but you're a rarity, and you got to know that. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, my childhood with the, all my cousins being close and, you know, grandparents, I didn't really, I mean, my dad's parents, for one, were an older generation and died when I was pretty young, so I didn't have a, you know, grandparent upbringing, yeah. upbringing like he's he's given Rhett's kids and, and now mine but that and my cousin's kids are here as yeah. well so now I, I he can at least expert I at least experienced that part you know growing up with a bunch of uh, relatives my age is that the main reason Fa- back family is, is number is one the yeah. family's Fam- here yep. yeah yeah then my parents made it even easier buying that house off of full eight and, and Jeremy's told closer. me that them moving and y'all, for people who don't know, uh, it took 15 minutes to get to your house or 10 from town. You lived in the country, yeah, like I did. But Jeremy said Rick moving into the golf course has sort of reinvigorated <laughs> that whole section of town. Like yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, it kind of sort of came out of the blue. It, of course, it was. It, you know, because we moved to yeah. town and that it just, I mean, the stars aligned basically for, for that, uh, house to open up so close to us. And now it's obviously on the course that I now manage, but, uh, I, I think no one saw it coming. Honestly, yeah. I mean, that's why it, it's still a, kind of a, weird vibe for everyone to get used to the country moving into their little neck of the woods but Is the a job description of a golf pro at a course like Gil Morgan? Uh, so I'm technically the course manager, so I handle okay. inside and out. Uh, this is my first position of the sort. I've, I've only been okay. the business side. The golf academy I, I graduated from, we did have a semester on on you know outside operations, but or not just out, outside operations, but the agronomy and actual you know course operations um but yeah i kind of had a, a mentor from quail and, and a couple other places i've been to that are helping me out along the way but um yeah i i do everything you enjoy it we woke up. oh yeah it's it's been more of a marathon than i was you know hoping it to be but no it's it's great was as long as it stays green <laughs> well yeah
existence, frankly. Uh, you were a little bit. It was right before you turned into a a, a an amateur golfer of renown. You were very successful as a younger, um, whatever circuit that is. But you were competing with guys that are on tour right now. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel? Uh, is there ever any twinge? that you didn't go more that way or do you think you were built more to be a, a guy like who used golf to get to what you're doing now now i i certainly wish i could have continued down that path of performing but it's just i mean what i'm sorry to interrupt what not happened what happened you, uh, were you not good enough? Probably it, women and okay, alcohol. That's what I guessed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, golf was my life. After you know, I, I played baseball and basketball, but uh, there was an, an obvious uptick in in golf. So we we focused on that late in high school, and then I, I was uh, signed to OU, and then that co- like from my high school coach, my high school coach to college coach they were complete opposites so uh, I transferred out of OU unfortunately that coach got fired the semester after I left yeah and then so when I went from OUT Central golf became a lot less serious and it was more uh, sororities and yeah partying and so, I mean it, it, it was more like a big high school basically mm-hmm. especially no especially since some of my teammates already knew and a lot of the regular students at Eddie Central already knew, so uh, it, yeah, it was basically high school all over again, and that was that's too much high school. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's a good way to put that. It is uh, one high school is enough for yeah. most people. That's probably a pretty common story, though. You yeah. know uh, that, and I mean the, the kids that I was hanging with that are now on tour. They're they're already, you know, born on country clubs and right. Some Play, of them, some of them, their parents were already professionals. Right. Yeah, I mean that. Those those kids wouldn't have had a chance if they grew up on a nine hole muni. With What's no, the difference? Access. Mean, pra- yeah, practice facilities. Uh, just quality. Of course, um, fellow competitors. No, I mean, yeah, they. There's gonna be several kids their age or around their age that are capable. I mean, I've through from elementary through. I mean, my whole golf career until I got to college, like no one that I played besides <clears throat> Brett and and Derek uh, Claiborne, they were seniors when I was a freshman in high school. Once they graduated, no one could compete. Or I, didn't have competition. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, I would. I left. It's mostly off seasons, but I would leave. I wouldn't go to golf practice. I'd go to tennis because I didn't have. I, I knew I wasn't gonna not qualify first. Right. <laughs> so I would just go to tennis practice, and I already call. I already practiced on my own. You know, my dad. I, I still was practicing. It just wasn't the, you know, sure. hour and ten, hour and a half slotted for school.
very best at golf. And while I was hitting, you were about 15 yards behind me, and you dropped four balls. We were 130 out, 140, and you, I watched you. You had four or five balls lined up, and you hit a different kind of approach just practicing. I'm going to flop this one. I'm going to blade this one low. I'm going to see if I can hook this one. Like, you were just tinkering next to me while I uh, lied about whatever I got on that hole, probably. And I remember thinking, man, he is – when you spend time in any athletic arena with a guy who's that much better than an average person, it it shows a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I wondered when you were talking about the kids earlier, uh, you know, cause you kind of lost focus like we all do at that age. Do you find that a lot of the guys who didn't lose focus, who kind of nerded out during those years and practice, is that a is that a big divider of people that are on the well, tour they, and aren't? They also had the means, so golf's expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Even, I mean, obviously, just to live on a country club and pay for that membership is one thing, but to to tour, so to speak, to travel to, I mean, you got to pay for housing, travel, then entries. Q, Q school, right. they just released next year's Q school. Hundreds 60, of thousands of dollars to pay for Q all that. Q school is right. 6500 but that's just three. That's if you keep to make keep making the cut. Right. You, you know, all you, year you play, long. Yeah, you keep yeah. playing. But no, it's you got to have money, which, I mean, most most of the guys that are, that do nerd out like that, they, you know, prove to whoever, whatever benefactor or, you know, sponsor, whatever they're, they're getting their money from. That's hmm. one thing, but you still. Most of them still owe or will owe a bunch of money. I mean, you, it's, yeah. it's their job, right? So, right. And this one, unfortunately, doesn't pay unless you succeed. pressured as a kid to be a lawyer but you come from the i would argue the most prominent old law family in this county there's a district named after y'all i mean you know what i'm saying yeah y'all are butners um have you did did, was that ever a thing with you i'm not gonna do that and it's a problem i was never a fan of the judicial system the hypocrisies, the the showbiz kind of. Always, I mean, I I would. It, that sounds bad, but that was my first impression. Is, I mean, I'd see, you know, my dad in jorts and a you know t-shirt, dirty from the garden one second. You know, next morning he's slick back hair and a suit and you know fancy shoes or that. That just obviously that's formal attire and you know business attire, or whatever for. For work, but as a kid, just seeing the the I wouldn't say two faces, but the two you know two sides. I understand. The, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but that and then my own run in with the law. Kind of. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, so I was 
when I was 16. I assumed you'd had a few. I just I don't t- know. Well, it, it, this one wasn't even my fault. We, uh, I was arrested at gunpoint for airsoft guns in Shawnee. And that, that's pretty scary. I mean, there's like, I'd say about 12 Shawnee officers surrounded us on a, on a street. We had to do the whole turn around, lift How your shirt you? up, walk up. Six, I think I just turned 16. But I wasn't in, for whatever reason, I was riding with someone else. We went to Shawnee Mall and uh, played airsoft at the mall. No, well, we at, you remember KB Toys? Yeah. Uh, toy, so I don't remember what it's called now, but it was, it's a toy store again. And uh, they were selling airsoft guns. And I bought one that looked like it was from Star Trek. But one of the guys I was with bought his solely because it looked real. Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> Long story short, we're being technically chased by this lady that's on the phone with the police. I'm like trying, to, he, she honked at us for whatever reason, maybe because the light had turned green and he wasn't going yet or something. But he he just like put the gun up in the air like an idiot. And so she called the police, but in her report said she felt threatened, even though she wouldn't leave our ass. Like she chased sure. us through OBU's campus, basically trying to get the police to get us anyways we yeah they caught up to us and it wasn't a little license and registration Honest to God, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that story. Yeah, I think I was a junior in high school. We they took us to. I mean, of course, it's it's like five thirty in the afternoon, six six thirty something, and uh, they made me call my parents. And I called my house Best phone. Best thing that could have happened to you. I called. Yeah, they they all they ended up taking him. You know, I, his name's irrelevant, but they they took him in his in a separate room, and we mm-hmm. were told, you know, once it, everything's process or whatever will be free to go so i called my house phone because i knew my dad wouldn't answer the house phone right except my mom went home and there this was like brand new caller id was brand new right <laughs> these days i remember that and he saw shawnee police department on the the caller id so he did answer yeah and uh, ultimately he told me he was in his underwear and he wasn't coming so i'd have to call my mom <laughs> <laughs> really yeah so then i called have a year old boy if in 15 years he's in a similar predicament are you going to go Rick or Tina if he calls you from the Shawnee well, Police Department I'm in my underwear I can't come or burst into tears and go get him um, probably both I'll probably go get him in my underwear if I had to <laughs> fatherhood thus far and I we don't have to make the whole show about this because I know it's a it's an easy question to ask a new father 
but like how how are you how do you see the world different do you um i've i actually just probably had my first experience with this uh last weekend i was playing golf in a in the little boom the two-man uh big two-man tournament in seminole and i wasn't playing very well but uh i mean it's gonna sound cheesy but i had to tell myself you know don't, you don't even have to think of golf right now i just went straight to my son and him yeah you know saying dad dad and crawling around and laughing i mean i just went to another place and then it got better after yeah. that but i mean it, that's i don't know i've always been a kind of an asshole and selfish or whatever people say but now nah, he he's he's changed everything Killian Butner, it's yeah. a strong name, man. I like it. Uh, when I showed up at the country club tonight, that, can I have one of those? Take it. You bet. Uh, your dad and Killian were in the pool room of the country club, and I, and Rick had his back to me, and Killian was on the pool table, and he was he saw me. I, I hadn't met your son until tonight, and he saw me and picked up uh, like the nine ball and just kind of heaved it at me with a, with a pretty. I was startled at, I didn't think I'd have to uh, flinch, but it really came at me. And uh, there were pool balls all over the floor. And Rick said that when you were a baby, you broke out every window of their house. And then on a car lot of a Dodge dealership, broke out the back windshield of a Dodge minivan. And he said, that's a genetic thing that your son has. And by God, he was... And Rick Rick kept just looking at him, this one year old infant, and saying, "No, roll it, no, just roll it." And then yeah. and then Killian would heave it like Nolan Ryan off the pool table. I, he said, "That's where he got it from you." I hope it's not quite as bad as I was. I don't. The only thing I really remember from from all the those breaking shit days was the the window he was talking about on the side of the house. Yeah, um, it was. It had to have thirty squares in it, <laughs> That's what and each and each of them were its own like individual glass. panes. Yeah, yeah, so I could. I mean, <laughs> it's it was like at a, being at a circus or a, you know carnival or whatever. You're Target just, practice. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah getting ready to win the big teddy bear next time we went <laughs> downtown. Rhett told me he and uh, Adrian Buendia were at y'all's house, and they were in a room, and that you walked in. He said you might have been in a diaper. And you had a big, heavy, cast iron toy tractor. And he said, you looked Adrian and him right in the eye, reached up and flipped off the light switch, and then threw that tractor and cracked Adrian's head <laughs> right open. I am, again, I remember that tractor, not, uh, not the assault and the battery, but... little town uh the mayor the chief of police the guy that runs a newspaper the guy that runs the golf course those are positions of prestige you're a known man now 
Does that carry with it pressure for you? Uh, if the course yeah, looks yeah, bad, I, you I guess look you bad could call kind it of thing? pressure. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not everyone doesn't know everything or what, right? You know what may have happened or, or whatever, but it's, it's certainly not for lack of trying. I interview people my age and younger. Nick Jones said this, and Melissa Washington alluded to this, that the reason that they chose to uh, either come back or or stay here in this town is because they don't really care about uh, movies and restaurants and entertainment options and... uh, that their their focus is on something different, and and they find that more here. Do you feel that way? You're I, still much younger I, than I, everyone I've heard say that. I'd agree. I mean, I we moved from the city, but I only lived there two years less than. Yeah. Everywhere else I've been, besides my little stint in Dallas, but that was for school. Uh, I've mostly lived in Ardmore. I mean, we woke up, mm-hmm. Stillwater. We were far north side which but i mean obviously it's still our yeah college days ada i mean towns or towns not for, cities for sure yeah. yeah yeah where's jessica from where's her tologa home? tologa okay yeah smaller than we woke up yeah by say half it's real but, little yeah they yeah. they don't there's not a single stop sign yeah it's all yield signs so this wasn't a <laughs> a big ask thing for I've you to seen. get her uh, to move well, back here. She, she didn't come from downtown Chicago to here for you, right? So, yeah, right. Yeah, and who would do that? For, Nobody for Bland. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe for some other people, but yeah, yeah. not for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now she she was on board pretty quick. I mean, yeah. and, uh, back to that day I got called. I mean, I asked her. Or I mentioned it to her, you know, and we, we talked about it and got kind of excited. And then I had to go play that damn match, and I was, I couldn't concentrate on, you know, on the, uh, we ended up winning still, but my head was, you know, 100 miles away. Yeah. you an opinion about your brother for people that don't know uh, your older brother red is one of my oldest and best friends and has a a uh, more fervent than usual love for this little town i think you would agree do you think Rhett should run for mayor as i do i'm um, being serious too this isn't some from do you think he'd be a good mayor because i think he'd be terrific i yeah, I mean, you, Rhett's capable of anything. He is. Right. He's best sports writer I, I don't, ever had. Yeah, I don't think he has any interest. I don't either. Here. Okay, I, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> sure where this is coming from.
two years ago at alumni weekend, we were all out at the park under the pavilion. There's there was a hundred of us. I mean, it was early in the night, and we were all hanging out, drinking and catching up. And all of a sudden, the music just stopped. It kind of crackled once or twice, and then it just was done. Irish goodbye. And, and everybody was looking around <laughs> at what happened to the party soundtrack. And Rhett was walking away with the phone in his pocket, going yeah. home, and yeah. and that was, and then right. we all just left and went. Irish home. That was the end of the he's, party. He took the soundtrack with him. And it was done. Yeah, it was kind of gangster. I, I'm not sure why no one else could hook back up to the speaker and continue the party. I think it just felt like a good time to go. Uh, I think he yeah. just picked the time. We all sort of said, you know what? He's right. It's time to. We're well, all middle he, aged at this point. That's just that's just what he does. It's he's he's done it's that an a art. thousand times. Oh yeah. I've taken cues from it in my own life. I left. I, I left a, uh, an event where I was receiving an award. <laughs> I bounced. I, and I thought of Rhett while I did it. I'm like, man, I don't want to go on stage and shake their hand. And I, I, I still feel fine about it. I yeah. had a good example in front of me. Yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> the first time I heard that story, it, as soon as he said the, you know, the yeah. music started to fade. I was like, that's right. Just leave <laughs> just left. He didn't say bye to anyone. I guarantee it. He was just gone. I'll be down for Poke Cheat. It'll be my first. I've, I've been in town for Poke Cheat. I've never played it, but I, I hope I can set up a, a spot uh, where I can do some interviews. We're going to have just a Poke Cheat show. Um, yeah. So I wish you luck, man. Yeah. This To me, this is your first one. Pretty you know much. I'm saying? I've, that, I've had year, a lot more time to, yeah, to make it my own, yes. This is your course now. It really wasn't at 16 days in. Right. This is your first one. Yeah. Feel yep. good about it right now. We're, we're getting there. ready. Yeah. We're getting there. Like the, the marathon part I was talking about earlier. There's still yeah. some. Uh, by the end of this summer, I'll be a lot more proud, but hope she is coming up quick. So. Well, the course looks good, man. Appreciate it. It looks, looks really good. I'm proud of you. We all are. Appreciate it. I'm glad you're back in town, too, man. Appreciate good. you coming good. out. Good to be here. Thanks for having I'll me. I'll see you in a week. Yep. Yeah.